You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Psalm 81. It's an amazing thing as we look at Psalm 81. I want to introduce the psalm, and then I'll get to our message, our text. The book of Psalms is the hymn book for the children of Israel. Isn't it amazing that the largest book in the Bible is a music book? I had the joy this semester to teach a two-hour class of philosophy of music, and Brother Hox and I want to thank you for it. I put a lot of time in preparation in that class. It's a large class. Do you know that much of the music that we have in our churches has its root in this day in rock music? And it has its root in the 30s and 40s and early 50s crooner music. The crooners were very famous singers, and they would sing as a crooner, and we want to study that. I'm looking forward to our young people leaving here and establishing churches with a psalm book so you can teach your children and the people the notes, because with the notes comes harmony, and speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody, that's harmony. Harmony is the heart of the church. You know, it's an amazing thing, and it's going to take me a while to get airborne. But government has taken away from the church the wonderful joy of giving to the poor and needy. The poor and needy basically nowadays have more than you have. They can even get drugs in San Francisco delivered to their door and alcohol delivered to their door. And they can get whatever you want. That was the church's responsibility. See, a government doesn't have heart. There's not a heart in government. They just find your money and give it to someone else. That's called socialism, communism, where you take from one group and give to another. That destroys because it begins to divide a nation. But when God's people, blessed is he that considereth the poor, Psalm 41, when we consider people in needs, those in jails, those that are homeless, yes, those that are children without, the fatherless, the Bible calls them, and the widows in their afflictions, and to keep himself unspotted from the world, that is where we have the opportunity to be good to people, and that changes our heart. Want to know why 10 people were shot in Los Angeles yesterday and the night before what was in Michigan, 12 people were shot. So I know what the big news articles are going to be this week. Let's get rid of the gun. No, it's not the hand. It's the heart that needs to change. And the more we stand against God Almighty, we are going to have just total anarchy in this nation. And once they can get our supreme, our, our constitutional right to bear arms, once they get those out of our hands, and once they put us in the cars they want us to put, a, put us in, and once they control our lives and our smart meters and control us and control the money, they'll control society. God gave us a songbook. 
Young people, I'm going to tell you something. You cannot show me a church that's using rock and roll and contemporary music that is producing the next generation for Jesus Christ. We're having a most difficult time just getting, and we thank God for the students in the chapels filled, but I want you to know this. We're having, we're going to get harder and harder because our churches don't want that. Mr. Traper said it years ago, they like our product. They don't just, they don't like our recipe, how to get the product. And so they hire, these preachers are, preachers, do you listen to me? And thank God we can supply you with servants of God. But, but when they get to your place, don't change them to your philosophy. Be at least honest to go to the type of college that you're looking for to get your rock music, your contemporary music, your frontline singers, and doing away with the choir, and get them in a church where they want to do away with the Sunday school. I go to Sunday school teachers meeting. I get so excited about the fact that we've got hundreds of people teaching the Word of God. I don't want less Bible in this church. That's a, why would you want to, why would you want to just have a, 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 a connection group when you can have 100 or 200 people studying the Word of God all week, praying for their students and then teaching the Word of God. Get quiet in here now. Here's a, a music director, Asaph, and he writes this psalm. It's written from a music director, and the music director says this, sing aloud to God. I'm so tired of hearing men effeminate. Ah, ah. Men don't sing like that. The sissiness. We have sissified our nation. Masculinity is a bad word now. But we've dominated our women. It's getting quiet. I'll just keep on going. Sing aloud. To, and not the women here, by the way. Sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Now take a saw. Bring in a timbrel and a pleasant harp and a psaltery and blow the trumpet. You see, it was an exciting thing when you came to the house of God. Very exciting when they came to sing and to worship God. There's something about having these musicians and having these instruments and having people singing. And he begins to talk, and by way of introduction, I thank you for being patient with me. He talks about going to Egypt. Verse 6, I removed his shoulder from the burden. That is a, I wish you preacher boys would preach that message. I heard a message on that 52 years ago, maybe 53. He did not remove the burden from the shoulder. He removed the shoulder from the burden. That's a difference. The burden was still there. The pressure was still there. The weight was still there. Why does God give us burdens? Well, I know cast your cares upon him. I know that. Leave your heavy burden at the cross. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. But here he said in this text, he said, I removed the shoulder from the burden. You still have a, there's still something through life that not God may give you a Jacob, a, 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 a limp the rest of your life because it's a reminder of what God did. Uh, I lost Brother Bertram there. He's going to be thinking the rest of the service how he's going to get removing the shoulder from the burden. Now, I hope I can keep you up tonight. That'd be great. Here, and here's where the, here's where the message begins, verse 8. Here, listen up. Oh, my people, 
And I will testify to thee, O Israel, if thou wilt hearken to me. So the music director is in introducing the song that they're going to sing together. He said, I want you to listen now. I want you to be part of this. And no stranger God in thee, neither shall thou worship any strange God. Here stands the one. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open wide thy mouth and I will fill it. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going with the message till at the end. But I would like to introduce this stanza one, I am the Lord thy God. This is what God did. First, I want you to see, look by way of it, what God did. I am the Lord thy God. What did God do? I read it together. I, what, what did he do? He brought thee out of the land of Egypt. How did he do that? Ten plagues. The last one was the firstborn. And they get to Pahiroth in Exodus 14. And God's plan was to turn them. They said, turn. Uh, you know, many times I don't understand God's, God's direction and God's plan and why God allows things. But God said, I want you to turn. And they turned to uh, Pahiroth by Baal-Saphon. And the Bible says they were entrapped or entangled in the land. They could not go to the right, two million Jews. They could not go to the left. They could not go over that Red Sea. There was no, there was no uh, uh, bridge. And then behind them, Pharaoh and his armies were coming. They were trapped. And as they were trapped, God opened up those waters. God not only saw, they saw the 10 plagues, but now God opens that water. And isn't it amazing? That text is the most quoted text in the entire word of God, Exodus 14. Why? Because if they didn't learn right there that God was going to do get the job done for them, that if they didn't learn right there that it's God that's going to open a way, it is God that's going to drown the Pharaoh and Egyptian, if they didn't learn it there, do you know it's quoted by Job? It is quoted by Isaiah? It is quoted by uh, 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 Jeremiah? It is quoted by Ezekiel? That text is quoted by David. It's quoted by Moses. It's quoted by Stephen. It's quoted by Paul. It's quoted by Peter. It is quoted by uh, the apostles. Do you know that's the most quoted text in the Bible? Why? Because when they were stuck and they began to think, what are we going to do? God made a way. You would think, you would think it's okay. I'm sold out to God. And so God made a way. He said, stands the one that he said, I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Pharaoh did not do that. Government did not do that. I did that. That's what God did. I want you to see what Israel did. But my people, read verse 11 with me. Ready, begin. But my people would not hearken to my voice. They had doubt of God. First, they didn't like, they called it this manna. Coriander seed, coriander seed. We don't like it. Pick it up six days on the, on the, for the seventh, you pick up twice as much and it won't spoil. They didn't like that, this manna. Then they wanted flesh, quail. And while the flesh was in their mouth, they complained to God. How in the world can you complain to God that we live in America? 
There's not another country in the world where they're coming into a country. No one's trying to get in China tonight. No one's trying to get in, no one's trying to get in the Middle East tonight. No one's trying to get in Russia tonight. But they're trying to pour over our borders to get here. Why? This is a great place. Why? Because it's one nation under God. And yet as these Jews want to remove God from the scenario, so that's what we've seen happening here. And they, the Bible says they murmured. I like the manna. I don't like the quail. Now we're thirsty. Where's water? We need water. And they complained about everything. This week, not one of us, don't spend one moment complaining. And I have to go to Christian school. You're the most fortunate kid in the world. And I have to go to Bible college. You're so blessed. Well, I have to, you know, I have to work 40 hours a week. God bless you. Listen, life is wonderful. Stop the complaining. God, what God did, and then what they did, and then they began to attack Moses. This leader, why don't you give him us to, uh, Moses to us? And then notice what God did again, verse 12. So I gave them up. I gave them up. Under their own hearts lust. And they walked in their own counsel. Now we get to our message. I want you to see what they missed. Oh, oh, that my people had hearkened unto me. And Israel had walked in my way. Stop right there. He's going to tell you what you could have had. I heard a preacher many years ago say, it wouldn't be something, and he says, I have no Bible proof of this. But when we get to heaven, if God would open a, a room for each of us and say, these are all the prayers. Had you prayed, I would have answered these are the souls that could have been won had you just asked. This is the peace you could have enjoyed if you just asked. Uh, th this is the joy that you could have experienced in life if you had just asked. I wonder, I doubt if there's a room like that, but I wonder how many things we've missed because we're just bent on doing things our way. Look what the Bible says. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my way. God introduces a word. It's just a simple past tense word. This simple past tense word is found five times from here to the end of the chapter. It's the word should. I'm speaking tonight in these closing moments I could have, I would have, I should have. I don't know if that's a song. I tried to look it up. I don't see it anywhere. Could have, should have, would have. I've, I remember as a kid hearing that. I could have, should have, would have. I don't want to live my life that way. I, I could have. I should have. I would have. It wasn't in my nature when I came here in 1976 with Mrs. Treber. 
It wasn't in my nature to say to people, I love you. That wasn't in my nature. Now, it was in my heart, but I just couldn't say that. And I learned at a conference the next year, why don't you go home and just love your people and tell them. And don't ever see what they can do for you, but you see what you can do for them. And I purposed I was going to come home and every Sunday night tell my people I love them. As time has gone on these many years, I don't let a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, a Wednesday night go by without saying I love you. I'll undoubtedly talk to my son this week on the phone. I promise you this, he'll say to me, Dad, I sure love you. And I'll say, Tim, I love you. I perhaps will talk to grandkids or text this week on the phone and they'll say, I love you, Papa. I did last week. And, and I may talk to, I, I, I tell my wife when I leave her, I love you. You know, I don't want to miss out on things I could have done. And in life, I look at my life, the things I've missed out on because I could have, I should have, I would have. All those three words, could have, should have, would have, are past tense. Could have deals with possibilities. I could have seen this happen. It's possibilities. Could have is possibilities. What is could have? It's possibilities. This, this could have been possible. I think what you, some of you don't understand, you're sitting in a could have building because it became possible because there was a generation of people several years ago that believed God could put a building here. When the city said, no, you cannot put a 3,000 seat auditorium there, we had people that prayed for it and gave toward it and sacrificed it and deposited money. That was seed money, I think. And guess what? We're sitting here in a legal building soon to be paid for. Wouldn't it be a terrible if it could have happened? That's a possibility. The possibility became a reality. Could have. And then we see that word would have. They're all sort of the same. But the would have is... Uh, I, I, uh, we have could have, then would have. Uh, that, that uh, by dictionary explanation, is a wish. I wish this could happen. I wish this could have taken place. So could is a possibility, and would is a wish, and should, should is, is where, where this is, it, it comes from the root word shall, but this is what I expect to happen. So there's a possibility and a wish, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, and then this is what I expect to happen. I do not expect to get out of debt and sit here and rot. I'm not making provision to borrow money again in my ministry, but I'll tell you what, I've got my eye on some of these buildings. They have to, we have, we must have Sunday school space. We have a little over a quarter million uh, eight, uh, square feet of, of buildings on both properties. Uh, I tried to, again, figure it out this week. I think it's a little over a quarter of a million, 250,000 square feet of building space. Now, that's a lot of building space. And we're out of room. We have classes, Sunday school classes uh, that are wedged in lobbies and wedged in this place and wedged over here. 
uh, Brother Reimers and Sunday school teachers being said a week ago, I am praying for 10 new classes to begin. We just don't have a room. He said tonight we have 17 adult classes. And then we have all these uh, A division, the B division, the C division, and the, the D, which is Spanish division of all these second grade boys classes, third grade boys, multiple in various divisions. Do you know, you know what? I believe God would have to have more. We need space. And I don't want it to be a could have, should have, would have. I want to be where God, and God's saying, you, you could have had this. It's not with my ability to provide, it's with you. He said, this is not my fault. Look at the shoulds. He said, oh, that my people had hearkened unto me and Israel walked in my way. Here's the first one. I should have sooner subdued their, their, their enemies. That is, this is what I expected to do. I had already planned and turn the hand against their adversaries. I had already planned this. You people did not have to have all the miseries you had. I, I should have done this. I, I could have done this. I would have done this. This is what I was expecting to do. But you superseded my way. That's what sure, should have means. You superseded me. You thought your way was better. That's the first should. And he said, oh, Verse number 15, the haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him. They said, you should have bowed your knee to me and themselves to him, but their time should have endured forever. You, you, could have, you could have had a peaceful, wonderful life, but you missed out. You missed out because you thought your way was the best way. And then he said, he should have fed them with the finest of wheat and with honey out of the rock, and I should have satisfied thee. The five should have, I should have done this. I should have done this. I could have done this. You could have had more souls saved. You could have had more prayers answered. You could have had a better marriage. You could have had a better family upbringing. You could have had a better situation raising your children. You could have enjoyed the things of God. You should have done this. You could have done this. I would have, I would have seen to it that it could have happened. But he said, you didn't want any of it. And tonight, I'm coming particularly first to these younger people, 40 and younger. Please don't live or you're going to look back with regrets one day. I dare say the vast majority, 40 and younger, got to experience what 41 and above have never experienced. You know, 40 and below, you probably went to youth camp. The vast majority of adults in this room, older adults, 41, you're not old, 41 and above, you've never been to a youth camp. I mean, it's a, a, a youth camp where you have activities and we're Christians and you have preaching and you have singing. Brother John back here, my Home Depot man, did you ever get to go to youth camp? What, what if, if you could have, what would have been great? But see, he was reached later. Raymond, can you imagine going to a youth conference as a teenager? Raymond's been saved a little over a year. A lot of soul to Christ yesterday with Brother Gone. 
Can you imagine if you had a youth group? Wouldn't it have been great to have a youth group? And yet we have young people in America complaining about youth groups and youth conference and got to raise that money and, 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 and camps and, you know, it just, uh, what are you thinking about? I, I've got a whole crowd of people here that never got to go to attend a camp, never got to sing in a high school choir, never had the privilege to take a lesson on an instrument. I was counting the other day and I had about, I think about 10 teachers that I know of in our church are teaching piano. I imagine it's somewhere between 100 and 125, 150 people that are taking piano lessons right now. You know, the vast majority of adults have never had that privilege or learned how to play a trumpet. Some, yes, but most, no. They grew up in a different era, a different time. And the children of Israel saw God with these 10 miracles and saw the Red Sea open up and saw God shut it back up and he fed them and he gave them manna and he gave them quail and he gave them water. They said, we don't want anything. We don't want you. We've missed out. We, we had to go to Christian school and have convictions. We couldn't get drunk. We couldn't go. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't smoke cigarettes and do dope. We, they, they had some rules even the guys had to look like guys and the girls had to look like girls. Oh, I'm in a cult. I don't know, young people. I get to teach two classes this semester, preacher boys class and then this one and go to all these high school chapels. Do you know how many adults in here, if they could turn the clock back and be college age, would love to sit in chapel every single day and live in dormitories like you live and eat dining hall food like we eat and fellowship in class. You know how many of these adult people, I mean, I would imagine they'd be standing up all over the auditorium if they ever had that privilege. So for the young generation, I say, don't lose it. Don't be a coulda, shoulda, woulda. But then some of you as adults, you say, well, it's too late. I'm not a high school. I'm not a college. I'm at this part of my journey way over here. And I have nothing but regrets of sin and wrong and pride. You know, you live long enough, we all have regrets. Now, I can hinge my life from my regrets and destroy these wonderful years that my wife and I are in right now. I can destroy it. We missed out. We had to live in the Silicon Valley. I could have had a farm with ticks <laughs> and mosquitoes. I missed out because I had to serve God. If we're not careful, there's decisions we've all made as adults. I don't care who you are, and you have to look back. I, 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 I am paying for the consequences. And yes, people don't forgive. I know that. But God forgives. And so you don't look back. I could have, should have, would have. I wish I would have done. Well, we all have that. So take these days and turn the should into a shall. And turn the could into a can. 
and would that God does. God can still do great things. Regardless of your age, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of our sin, regardless how we turned our back on God. So the music director writes a psalm, and I don't know any commentary. They don't give anything on this psalm. We don't know what to say. It's not much on it. But I tell you what, I began to study it and read that on should. God could have done all these things, but we said no to God. Say yes to God. Say yes every opportunity that God opens to you. Say yes. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. You're going to determine the should I, should I, could I, would I, should have, would have, could have. You determine. It wasn't God that determined it. God, God provided a way. They didn't like God's way, so they, they decided on their own way. You're foolish if you go your way. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.